another production from Solid Gold Podcasts. And welcome to SAPeople.com, the one place that you need to get to to either see or listen to all the news that you need to know. And I'm Melanie Walker in Johannesburg, and joining me on the line from France, the south of France, the lucky lady, is Jenny Baxter from SA People itself. Good morning. Morning, Mal. How are you? I see you have your arm in bandage and well not a bandage it's in a, a brace so i've decided to become a superhero y- you know who you remind me of have you seen those superheroes that are cleaning the da vinci hotel yes <laughs> you look like that <laughs> do i yes. maybe i should go and join them except i'm scared of heights so that's not a not a good idea no you can be the cheerleader at the bottom i will be there with my my shooting webs out of my hands in case anybody falls yeah <laughs> yeah have you heard that they they're going to try in the near future to go and clean windows in those superhero costumes for little children, you know, children oh. who are in hospital or whatever. I just think it would be just so divine for them to see their superhero heroes. I think that's a fine idea. And yeah. I, I keep on getting this question coming up with, um, and I didn't work out what was TBBT in these questions on, on quizzes and things. And I have finally worked out it's the Big Bang Theory. And the superhero, <laughs> that, <laughs> the superhero they all want to be, of course, is the Flash. And I'm like, I don't even know who the Flash is. He's fast. That's all I know. But then I always think of the young boy in The Incredibles as being the fastest person on earth. But oh, anyway, yeah. let's not talk about superheroes of the um, kind of imaginary kind, but superheroes of the real kind that we have in the world. So what has come up on your radio with people, I mean, on your radio, radio, your radar (laughs) of things that are happening in South Africa and with South Africans abroad? Well, I think that this week has just been such a fantastically positive week in South Africa with a return to a new normal for now. I don't know if you saw last night, 2,000 people were allowed into the stadium, FNB Stadium. In, FNB in Stadium. Yeah, for the football. And um, South Africa, Bafana, Bafana won against Ethiopia. So I think that's put us at the top of that table, you know, Group G, for the mm. World Qualifier, World Cup Qualifier for next year. So that's fantastic. And just you could just see the people in the stadium. You know, they haven't been able to gather like that since March 2020. So so the photos are just phenomenal of everybody dressed up and having fun. And it was the same thing in Cape Town on Sunday. I think one of the, the photographers at the Cape Town cycle tour, she said how it felt like um, a rebirth, having, mm. having all the spectators again, having the sport happening again. And yeah, so, so it's all been pretty good news. And of course, it's spring here, so it is a rebirth of sorts anyway. Yeah. Did you see all the beautiful photos of the jacaranda trees in Pretoria already? Well, Joburg's a little bit slower to come up with our jacarandas, and we have more of them in Pretoria. So there. You have uh, more than Pretoria. There's more jacarandas in Johannesburg than there are in Pretoria. Oh, okay. <laughs> no, this is true because everybody says, oh, no, Jacaranda City. In fact, Joburg should have that name. And we both start with a J. <laughs> That's true. And you know, there are heaps of jacarandas in LA and in Brisbane. You know, uh, often those photos from Brisbane are shared as if they are Johannesburg photos. Johannesburg. They, yeah. they look so similar. But it, it's funny that you say they're not in Joburg yet because. Because even the Pretoria photos that that we did on SA People this week, there were other Pretoria residents that said, "Oh, these are photos from last year." The, the you know, and meanwhile, he goes out early in the morning, the photographer, mm. and finds where they are. Whereas they're not everywhere yet; they're not all in bloom yet. 
No, they're coming. I can yes. see the purple haze starting. It's, it's a lovely exam time. time. Yeah, exactly. If you haven't studied by the time the jacarandas flower, you've left it way too late, which is what I keep on telling my children. But they say, but mom, our jacaranda outside our house hasn't started flowering yet. So there we have it. <laughs> All right, so the bit. cycle tour itself, yeah, I mean, that was, it was wonderful to see. And I loved seeing that picture of the man on his rocking horse on the side of the road looking like a Viking. <laughs> <laughs> it was wonderful. And um, the, the, I mean, that's one of the, the best cycle tours and the, the largest time cycle tour in the world, of course. The second one being the, I don't know what they're calling it now, Ride Joburg. Oh, used really? to be the 947 cycle yeah. challenge. Yeah. yeah. Um, so that's also coming back in November. Um, so it's nice to see, as you said, you say a new normal. For me, it's a now normal. Yeah. Yeah. I, I, I think it's, yeah, it's an almost normal. But yeah, you're right. It's a now normal. Except mm. that things will get even more normal. Yeah, I can't wait for the day when we don't have to wear masks anymore. (laughs) That would be really, really good. Okay, and the best news that I've seen, and I immediately heard of a a whole bunch of people in England buying tickets, is that South Africa's off the UK's red list. Yeah, I think it was like at four o'clock in the morning on Monday morning, it became official. (laughs) And and I could just imagine all the South Africans waiting at the airport at four in the morning to not miss a minute of getting back back to South Africa, the expats who haven't seen their families for so long. But Mm. yeah, isn't that just your collective sigh of relief for everybody to just be connected again, you know? Mm. I've got a few friends who are coming back over um, to come and visit their families because they've actually relocated. It is a sigh of relief and I do feel that there's a a kind of a a lessening of the the stress and the tension out there. Absolutely. Although... As you know, drivers in Johannesburg, at least they're not as bad as Cape Town, but my goodness, the people in this country have forgotten what a stop street is. I think I'm about the only person who ever stops at a stop street. It's like the most bizarre thing, <laughs> you know, and uses my indicators. I'm like obsessive compulsive. I wish people would do all of them and do that. <laughs> oh, it's crazy. You should be the chief of police. Chief of traffic police, yeah. I should be ruling the world, Jenny. Let's put it that way. Between (laughs) us, we can take over the world and we will make it a much better place for everybody. Oh, my goodness. Well, one person, be scary. one person who does make it um, a A lot better for me is when I go onto SA People. Um, and have a look on the Facebook page or when you put up Aggie Orphanos's pictures. And I mean, I've known him since I was 16. Okay. He was boyfriend of a friend of mine back in, in those days. His pictures of that kite festival. Now tell me, but I didn't actually get to look at what the kite festival was about. I was just blown away by the pictures. Oh, it was so was amazing. It's, it's just, it's the Dolphin Beach kite festival. It's, it's all the biggest and the best kites. And I mean, they were, they were phenomenal. They were like, I love that huge goldfish in the air. Nemo, Nemo flying, yes. And it just looked so right. It was weird seeing this fish in the sky just looking so good. And what a beautiful day, such a blue sky. And yeah, thank you, Aggie. They really were celebratory, colorful photos. Yeah. And all the people on the beach watching. Um, gosh, we should have more of those things to make people feel good. And it is nice. I mean, I've seen that a lot of bands here in South Africa are starting to go on tours again. Um, and the problem, of course, is that they, they go and they set up to go and do their, their gigs. And the next thing, ESCOM lets them down and there's no more power. Because, of course, we're back in load shedding again, which is driving us all nuts, I swear. Oh, and unfortunately, my local councillor, when we say, listen, and when it's not a load shedding thing, so we have no power, can you help? He says, well, I suggest you get solar. 
Oh, <laughs> like no. we all have the money to go and get that. We'll get there one day, guys. I promise you we will because now there's all that stuff that's happening with ESCOM not being under the regulation and being privatized, we hope. Yeah. Okay, so maybe it'll start running as a business instead of just a, a cash cow for the people that keep stealing everything. Hey, did you see that? I love that, Viv for Mark. Um, you know when she said well, everybody's getting ready for the elections and she was asking one of the EFF or a guy who was friends with EFF supporters. And she mm-hmm. said to him, she said, who are you going to vote for? And he said, no, just somebody who doesn't steal. <laughs> so yeah, oh, like, yes, yes, I did I see that. I love that. So it's no longer what can you do for the country, but just if you it's like, oh, you're going to promise you won't steal. Yeah, if you promise <laughs> you won't steal, then you're in. <gasps> oh. But by the way, for people who don't know who Viv for Mark is, for those of you who lived here in the dark days when there were only things like SABC, she was on SABC 3 doing a show Cord going nowhere slowly. She was the mad blonde chick in big red, that old red um, stretch American vehicle, uh, which used to cruise around the country with the likes of Ian Roberts, the actor, and a couple of other people as well. And I mean, she's just the most wonderful person. And we will be putting on a thing on Mansfield today, by the way, with Viv, where she's interviewed by Jeremy in about a week or so. So that doesn't make any sense to you if you're listening to this later. <laughs> but anyway, keep it will always be up on Mansfield today on YouTube with Viv talking about her road trips because I think between her and myself we did more for tourism within South Africa than any other people in the country with between treasure hunt and going nowhere slowly anyway nice plug for Viv for Mark there she's just the most wonderful follow her her stories are fantastic her and her dog Bonky yeah. Bonky and Spon- she used to have Sponky as well yeah. <laughs> they're so good and her sister her stories because I don't I wasn't in South Africa when Viv did her show yeah. but I mean I follow her now because she's just so entertaining she's so real she's so deep and yet she's so funny at the same time so she is hysterical and she's always barefoot even in the middle of winter (laughs) and she works for a corporate company hey she's like seriously in a corporate position and she doesn't wear shoes and i did a radio show with her it was fantastic absolutely the most wonderful woman going how do you say barefoot in in afrikaans call foot okay call foot Kalchat is when you got no clothes on. (laughs) I can't believe you've forgotten all your Afrikaans in such a short time, but then you are blonde, so there we go. Uh, Okay, so that that wasn't condescending at all, trust me, because I'm also blonde, so it's the same thing. Right, so what news do you have for expats? Um, To please go on to worldtravelawards.com forward slash vote and vote every time that you can see anything related to South Africa. There's, for instance, South Africa as a world-leading destination, South Africa as the leading safari destination, Table Mountain as the leading tourist attraction, because all these things, if we win, you know, if South Africa wins, it does bring more money, it brings more tourism, it creates more jobs, Um, so you're really being very kind to the country, and of course it's true, you know, South Africa Mm. is a leading destination, Table Mountain is awesome, etc., etc., Okay. And the voting closes on the 24th of October. Correct. Correct. Thanks. And then, and then the other news for expats is to make your way to the south of France, to Nice, to go to Yann, the, um, the restaurant that the South African chef was the first guy to uh, get a Michelin star. Mm-hmm. So I went on Thursday evening with a Swedish friend and it was 
just divine. You just have to go. It's so hard to explain. I've eaten at many Michelin star restaurants mm. because it's such a thing here in France. But this, it, it honestly felt like the tastes were bouncing off different parts of my mouth and my tongue. And, and I felt like my mouth was just going, oh, thank you. You know, this is just amazing. And then, of course, there's the South African things. And it's so divine going with a foreigner and seeing them appreciate the SA stuff. Um, which obviously has a French and South African flavor. But, but yeah, there was Boboti. There was, um, you know, that, that wine, that vineyard that recently was named in the top 10 best in the world. Mm-hmm. So I had written about it. I never in my life thought I was ever going to drink it. And it, it was their creation. So, we, so all the wines were South African. It was just, oh, it was just exquisite. But you don't have to only have SA wine, but we did and then at the end you get a little gift so which is a rusk to have with your morning coffee so that when you wake up the next day you continue the experience so are they as good as omar rusks oh actually better it was you know why (laughs) oh you know why i thought it was better because they specially made my one gluten-free oh okay yeah so oh it was oh Honestly, I just can't rave enough about it. And anybody who's in Europe, who's traveling here, go there. And and it was wonderful to see all the other tourists there, you know, while we were there. There were people from America. One guy proposed to his girlfriend. It was just, yeah. Divine, darling. It was just divine. Divine, darling. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. All right, we're talking about West restaurants. I see you've also got here about Wolfgart. And I saw that this had been come up as a best restaurant on the world's 50 best restaurants. And because all the other chefs who and the people I know who own restaurants were like, well done, this is awesome, fantastic. And Wolfgart is one of those places which has been talked about so often. Yeah, yeah. Isn't that just brilliant? And, and for Kurbis van der Merwe, and they're just so, so humble about it all in their little beach cottage on the, on the sand there. Mm, so I mm. think I think that's another destination place to go to for sure. Yeah. Uns Burg mag Burgkos, ne? It's lekker Burgkos, <laughs> yeah. yeah. Okay. I, I told you before, Jan said that he, he believes that South Africa is the latest trend right now. Well, it's about time we stop stop following trends. We must create the trends. I've been saying this, the same thing when it comes to gardening. Why are we always taking the trends from overseas, especially as they're in a different hemisphere? I suppose it's easier to follow because we're like six months behind. But I think we should be setting the trends and like Afro chic should be taking over the world because we're just good. (laughs) All right. So what news have you got from expats? That Ernst van Dijk, he came third in the Boston... Uh, marathon on Monday in the wheelchair mm-hmm. race, uh, which is just phenomenal, Melanie. He's, it was his 21st Boston race and the 18th time that he's won a podium position. Wow, man. So really inspiring. And then the young guy, Matt Sates, last week I told you he had broken some junior world records. I mean, yes. he's, he's still in matric in Peter Maritzburg. And now he was in at the World Cup uh, races, whatever, in Berlin. And he won. Which sport is this for people who haven't heard? Oh, sorry. It's swimming. (laughs) 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 Yeah, swimmer. And he won five golds. So because of him, South Africa placed third behind Australia and the USA, USA and Australia. Yeah, so how's that? Five golds. That's phenomenal. Yeah, no, that is absolutely amazing. Yeah, and oh, then sheesh. and then I don't know. Did you get a chance to look at Squid Game yet? You know, I kind of looked at it, and I've been looking at what people have been saying about it. And some people have said, 
Yeah, that first episode was hectic and I really, you know, but I'm sitting there and I said to the, my children, do you want to watch it? And they're like both no. So I'm, I'm kind of like, I'm busy watching other stuff at the moment. Yeah, I've yeah. got so many things on my list that and I, I spend my time reading or or messing around. Um, yeah. So I don't really sit down and watch TV that much. But The only reason why I mentioned it is because yesterday it was confirmed that it is Netflix's biggest opening TV series really? ever, ever. I think 111 million people, viewers. But um, but the thing that makes it super interesting for us as well is there's an expat in South Korea, Flower, who we've mentioned before. She has a little spaza shop in mm. South Korea for all the expats. And um, she did a brilliant video about it and, and basically headed it, Why I Hate Squid Games. And the reason she hates it is because having lived there for 10 years, she just knows how real it is. That, that mm. you know, what Squid Games is showing, the disparity between rich and poor is, is just terrible in South Korea. You know, it's really raising awareness about that. Okay. Well, I'll, I'll watch the first episode at some stage and see if I like it or not. <laughs> no. um, that's the thing. But while on, on entertainment, um, what is happening on Showmax? Sesame Street. Yeah. So, so, you know, there was a South African version. Yeah, I actually worked on a pitch with Mfundi Wundler, who was the guy behind Generations and all of those kind of um, soapies. Yeah, and yeah. We, we didn't win the pitch, but he and I put together like a, a group of people who were bidding for, to do Takalani Sesame. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I think it was very successful. And now Showmax is not only getting that, so, you know, people in South Africa can watch that forever streaming but mm. they've now also secured the american sesame street which which is pretty phenomenal because you know it's winning awards all the time even last year it, it got more emmy mm. awards as the best preschool children's show so so for parents i think it's pretty cool that they can now stream sesame street and that's another one you know like you saying you don't know some of the superheroes or or whatever and it's the mm. same you know in many of my interviews with american actors they would always mention sesame street characters and i had no idea what yeah. they were saying you know it's because like we a, didn't watch sesame street but, um, no. but one thing i remember before i had children i used to think that the teletubbies were inherently evil i couldn't <laughs> look at them i didn't know why people let their children watch them and then my kids started watching them when they were really small and i became so enamored with the tinky winky <laughs> dipsy lala and poe so i, I really became <laughs> quite fun <laughs> fond of them all anyway so yeah we can watch kids programs occasionally but i think we have to do it with a, a look i'm still trying to find my inner adult okay that's never gonna happen i'm gonna be a kid until the day i die that's the way it goes but no tem I, okay you know how much i do not like temptation island yes i know but it is huge i'm sorry mm -hmm. i had to mention it for the grown-ups it's just it's huge and and right now people are breaking up all the excitement is happening so you should and what watch is that on? one and 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 of course you know south africans abroad can watch and can just see the beautiful scenery and everything that's also on showmax and then on netflix i think it's already in south africa but it's coming on friday for those of us who live abroad is a south african show called angelina have you mm -hmm. heard of it mm -mm. this is the first time hearing of it okay it's, she was a parking attendant who got some really bad news about her health and decided that she wanted to travel the world so it's really uplifting i think they say and i kind of love this they say it's a story about self-love 
and assholes and making money and terminal <laughs> illness, divorce, nature, friendships, hardships, loving Nelson Mandela, hot doctors. He's a very hot doctor. I saw him. And, and just about being good enough. So apparently it's very uplifting, but we'll pull on the heartstrings. So if she can go around the world on a parking attendant's uh, salary, I think the rest of us can try that too now that we're off the red list as well. <laughs> True. But obviously not staying in five-star hotels. Come on, guys. Let's get that. Oh, talking about um, people in South Africa, I'm just so glad and I wasn't expecting it. Um, was to see I'm getting a copy of... A book by Rambo, <laughs> South Africa's Rambo, the person that Chuck Norris is scared of, yeah. old Leon Prinsloo. <laughs> I love that, that he's done that book. So I think it's called Leo's Guide to Not Becoming, not becoming a, a Statistic. Yes, a statistic. You can't say that word. Statistic. Yeah, that thing. Yeah, not becoming a stat. Um, yeah, I'm hoping to get an interview with him um, for the reading room. Um, I would be absolutely thoroughly enjoying how, how to get him on. I'm like, absolutely, I want to drive. I think everybody should learn how to actually get themselves out of trouble like that, especially young new drivers. Yeah, yeah. Imagine you and Leo in a race. You should interview Mikhail Army. Do like a race I and think then I'll do the beat interview. Him. Yeah, he will I'll beat, beat him. him now. <laughs> I will beat him. Absolutely no doubt about that. <laughs> oh, sure. Okay, what other local good news have we got apart from a fantastic book on how to save yourself? Yeah, how to save yourself. And talking about that, there's been an incredibly feel-good kind of story, although tinged with huge South African sadness, which is about um, Kai, the Boxburg SPCA hero dog. Did you hear mm -hmm. about that? Kai, mm -mm. The, uh, a family, the Lamonts, they, um, they went to Boxburg SPCA last year, adopted this dog, and didn't realize that this dog would actually save their lives. And about 10 days ago, they suffered a terrible break-in. Um, it's all on the website, so I won't go into it now. But Kai was a hero. He was sleeping on the daughter's bed and attacked one of the intruders and, and managed to get the intruder to leave the house. However, he got shot in, in the face in the inter, in the, during the scuffle, you know. Yeah, really sad. And one of the other little dogs actually died. But um, little Holly. But Boxburg SBCA are, are going to give him a heroism award because what he did was incredible. And he's been in hospital until yesterday. And when he got home, he immediately went to the part of the wall where the burglar had jumped over mm. to kind of make sure that it was safe again. And, um, and he's, got, he's still going to go through a lot, I think 60,000 rands worth of uh, operations and treatment. And, um, and South Africans are naturally raising money to help the family. Yeah. Um, so they've already raised at least 30,000. I love fur kids. I mean, dogs for me are just the best part of a family a lot of the time yeah. because they don't talk back as much. When I was a kid, <laughs> there was always these stories in the personality magazine about police dogs when personality yeah. was still like a different, I think it was, you know, when there was scope and personality were the two magazines that came out when we were like in the seventies. Okay. And there were always these stories about police dogs and how they save people's lives and they died in the line of duty. And I used to sit there at a nine year old me crying my eyes out, wanting to be a dog handler. That's all I was interested in being. So well done to Kai. And I think that, you know, more people should learn how to actually train their dogs properly because it was a terrible story this past week on the Sprite down at Delta Park in Johannesburg, where 
a dog was off leash, and this is one of the things I get really irritated about. If you cannot handle your dog, do not let it off a leash. And there's all the horses, the rangers' horses that are at um, the Delta, and the guys bring them about, and people ride their horses down on this on the spread, and this guy's dog just went for the horses and then there was another group of dogs that got excited by this and they started coming and they attacked three of these horses so much so that they the horses had to undergo surgery they were bitten to pieces um i mean it's just absolutely crazy so you know those are those kind of stories that we have on on our very local front but there are some of us who actually care about these things and are working towards getting things better okay so we've talked about stuff that are happening of course if you want the full story you need to get along to sapeople.com to go and have a look and see what the full stories are all about you won't be sorry you did but what have you got coming up in the next week we have a worldwide survey that was done that shows which are the most searched for places in South Africa and which are the places that South Africans most search for outside of South Africa, so when you're going on holiday. And I'm very excited that um, apparently most South Africans search for the Eiffel Tower. So, oh, really? So it's, yeah, so it's iconic places around the world. And, you know, what, what are the ones most searched for? And the one, one of the ones in South Africa? One of the ones is Fuertreka Monument. Obviously, Table mm. Mountain, but mm. I can't tell you. I can't tell you all of them now. You've got to. No, you've got to go and have a look. Yeah. <laughs> Although those people that went and cut down all the trees at the Fur Trekker Monuments should have a bit of a snot clap, as far as I'm concerned. Anyhow, that's just me getting cross about cutting down trees. <laughs> Don't cut down trees, guys. We need them at the moment. We're going to oh, lose all no. of our trees, and South Africa, Johannesburg will no longer be the long one of the largest urban forests in the world so be careful jenny it's always fantastic to see your gorgeous face thank you so very much for keeping us updated with what's going on around the world and we will catch up with you again next week thanks mal bye bye you've been listening to another production from solid gold podcasts 